Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Takeover is done and we're all off to Wembley again. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast on a day where Kira Louis-Dreyfus was confirmed as being the new chairman of Sunderland AFC and the day after Sunderland win on penalties to get to the final of the Papa John's Trophy. We are in jubilant mood. I am Roy Fallow, joined as always by a very smiley Matthew Keelan. Bonjour. <laughs> que... I don't know how to say how are we in French. Oh, you didn't learn that. I tried to learn French on the way home, as I just explained, <laughs> and work. Um, but it resulted in buying four cans of Cronenberg, and that's as far as I got. Yes, it's, well. Come on, Ali, new. Come oh, on, that's, Ali. A, that's a translation from Richard Easterbrook as well. Come, uh, come Richard, you're now our French correspondent. After, new after that. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> well, Matthew, you mentioned cans, so let's crack into the. Hopefully, that picked up the sound of me opening a can of Vorks because cans, or can, as we should say, is I'm sure what all of We Aside are supping on this evening. Um, it's the only place to start, isn't it, really, lads? Maybe we'll preview the Burton game, but there's a lot of other more fun things to get on with today. Um, earlier this afternoon, we had the statement we've all been waiting for on SAFC.com, which confirmed that as of today, Kira Louis-Dreyfus will acquire a controlling interest in the club. And as the club said, signalling the start of a new era on we aside uh louis Dreyfus himself in the on in the statement on the club website he kept his words quite brief um thanking the the outgoing ownership and saying you know the usual stuff you'd expect about being proud to become a custodian of the club it's an exciting new chapter in the club's history etc um be interesting to see if we do get um i don't know like a, a sort of video interview or anything like that but let's have a look at um what Stuart donald said i'm sure um chris weatherspoon is is howling at the fact that Donald stated he's managed he managed to get us debt free lads I mean that's just that's a hell of a grift isn't it to start on <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it's great. Even, even I know that that's like mental <laughs> like you know what I mean like, like Chris Weatherspoon I probably I don't even know if Chris is still alive like it's <laughs> his best day ever all of his Christmases and birthdays and Easter's have all come at once today well, as it has, as it has for all of us, um, especially him, especially him. Um, One thousand and three days, I believe, Chris said on uh, on on Twitter that they have been in charge now, um, and it couldn't have ended 
a day sooner. Um, any, what, what, what do you think, lads? Is is the achievements of Donald Methven and Co. Is it is it purely is it the pink replacing the pink seats and the pink seats only? Yeah, that's it. The seats well, look great. Yeah. I thought they looked really good on uh, on Wednesday night. Because <laughs> I, th- I was just sitting there and it was a boring part of the game. It wasn't that you know? It wasn't the most exciting game for for large parts. And I was just sitting there going, "God, those seats do look really nice." And I I wasn't taken to the white corners at first. I, I, don't I wasn't like a fan still. at all. And, but I think they look all right. No, I think had had we been playing this season with those awful pink faded seats and like kind of the the. The bodge job that they try to do with you know filling sections in and um, just how terrible the stadium looked for being like a twenty-year-old football stadium. Yeah, it just looks much better now. Like, and that—that's on them. That's their kind of that's of their legacy. To be fair, but they got was, us to do it. But yeah, I was going to say. I think I think Tom pointed out on Twitter it wasn't even them that did it. They got the supporters to do it, and that's been. I, I don't know what you think, Matt. That'll be sort of the the underlying thing of this that it's been the lowest point that they have oversaw in the club's history but the fans have we're still here and we still have a, a football club and it's been a grim time but the fans have stuck by the club all the way and now we've got something hopefully this new chapter something to be optimistic about yeah i mean they've oversaw the two worst finishes in the club's history um we are well i know last season was you know negated and stuff but we were eighth <laughs> ultimately finished eighth in division three um i think at first you know i think they started off however it's transpired and and whatever i think everyone thought that they had good intentions and you know whether you bought into the whole the loved the club they wanted they bought into it and all of that shite whether the whether you really bought into the words they were saying or whether you were skeptical or whatever i think at first it was just nice to have a change of any kind from what we mm-hmm. were what we were having before um but it quickly became clear that they actually didn't give a toss about the club and it was all about their interests and they've i think the moment they all knew it had gone very west was when that man scored for Charlton in the last minute of the cup final, uh, no, sorry, the playoff final. Um, and I think that was when they knew the game was up. And I think from that point on, obviously stuff went on in the first season. From that point on, everything they did alienated the fan base more and more and more from from the owners and from the from the club, really. Um there was just like really petty things going on, really like all the penny pinching, all the f- like fiascos with like basic things like refunds and just mm. things. That- That's the thing, isn't it? Like for all we can get excited now, quite, you know, quite rightly that we're going to have potentially bigger transfer budget and bring in better players. You would hope we're going to get a fresh injection of professionalism. Yeah. That's been lacking at the club and be that because through lack of finances or just mismanagement. Like we know Kira Louis Dreyfus is going to be present on, on Wea side. He's, you know, the reports that he's going to be looking to to get a, a house in in the northeast so he can be a present around the club. He's not going to be an Ellis Short, an absentee owner, but he's got the finances to to re-inject some much needed cash because there's been stuff stripped 
back. There's been redundancies at the club and, and that's important for the overall mood, isn't it? Like it's going to have that cloud over it. We saw it in the latter stages of Ella Short's reign and we saw it in the Bob Murray era that off the field people getting made redundant it contributes to the overall grim picture at the club and if he's bringing in the finances the right people to bring in as well because you know even when things were going relatively well into Ellis Short we had people there in you know daft sort of meaningless jobs we all know about that we don't have to go over it but it's rebuilding that infrastructure and it's it's utilising the academy. It's making the stadium feel less sort of cold, which the fans actually have, you know, we've played a massive part in that with the flags and stuff and the atmospheres that we create and everything. But the whole place needs a lift now. And that's what the financial side that Louis Dreyfus will, 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 is important that he'll bring in. And as well as the fact that we all know he's been studying the administrative side of the game. He's been involved at Marseille. He's been around it since he was a child. He knows, you know, it's it's in his blood, essentially, how these things should be. So obviously it's not going to be easy and it's not going to, it's not, it's not a magic formula, but you would hope, wouldn't you, Richard, that he knows how this works and he's got the capital to back it up as well. Do you think his mum knows that he's bought it? <laughs> I'm just thinking I mean, about this. If you, if like you had her money, would you care? On a Saturday night. Well, because right. once we had like the Drinkton's tea man turned up at the door and he seemed like a really nice man and I ordered like about 800 ca- uh, bags of tea. 800 cans were you? 800 cans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of tray. Rinkton's man were you again? He sounds great. They're in cans, man. I ordered loads of tea bags because he looked like a really nice man. I was about 13 Aww. at the time and uh, my mum came back and was like, you've done what? <laughs> well, it. let's get used. Like, you know, let Richard answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> But you've worked, Richard, obviously, in the sort of media side of the game. So you get, you've get you had these peaks behind the curtain yeah. at football clubs and stuff like that, and especially for a long time at Sunderland. So would you recognize, do you sort of recognise that side of things when things are going wrong, the behind the scenes and stuff that fans maybe don't think about? And given what we know about the club at the minute, that'll probably need rejuvenating, won't it? Yeah. Yes, but what what I think, and I, I'm I'm really careful not not to praise um, Madrox too much, but I think what Louis Dreyfus is inheriting is a lot better than what Donald and Methvin inherited. Um, you know, they talk about being debt free, but the club was in a in a terrible state. It was in a parlous state when 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 they when they came in. So you have to give them some credit in, in the in the work that they've done to kind of steady the ship to to plumb the holes that that had appeared in it and to do the the dirty work that maybe Kirill Lewis Louis Dreyfus won't have to do that much you know that his his work his intrigue is is a lot different to the intrigue that that Charlie Methvin and Stuart Donald had you know two and a half years ago three I years think, ago now. I, I, yeah I guess in terms of getting rid of you know some maybe jobs that didn't need to to be there not naming any names but i'm sure some people can guess some fairly high profile ones but you know you look at the state of the academy now i would guess mm. is that is the sort of counter to that fact that over yeah. the past 12 months or so we've seen likes of hugo go or barley mumba for peanuts and whereas they inherited quite a strong academy with the likes of barley mumba 
or the likes of Denver Hume sort of ready to go. Josh Madger obviously being the, being the obvious one there, ready to go into the squad. Whereas that's that's going to need a lot of work at the moment, isn't it? To, to get it back into those players coming back through, which will take time and will obviously be a big part of Christian Speakman's remit, won't it? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's that's, a, that's another of the tasks is to just put a little bit of investment into that academy. You know, it still, still doesn't have, unless it's changed in the last day or so it doesn't have an academy manager um you know there's still vacancies that need to be filled in that respect um and you can look at you can look at hugel and you can look at the the players that have been kind of asset stripped from the club um and i guess time will tell whether that's a bad a bad choice by 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 the previous administration looking at what hugel's done recently for man united is probably going to turn out to be a bad decision but you know they'll they'll be good players now within that setup. It's just I just hope that they take a long term view and protect these assets and you know learn lessons from from what what the previous administration have done with getting rid of those those players for such nominal fees. Really, you know, considering what we've been able to do in the past by you know by selling Pickford and 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 Jordan Henderson and 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 really kind of using that using that academy as a revenue stream <laughs> um and that that's what we need to get back to yeah. but in in the in the short term we just need to start hoping that i mean they can't really produce a player on on a, on a sixpence like that but just hope that there's players coming through that we can that we can actually use in the first team as yeah. as we grow through the leagues eventually well, into the premier well you mentioned short term there the the mood like when we did the preview pod a week ago we were just off the back of that defeat to Shrewsbury. Since then, we've absolutely walloped Doncaster, haven't we, Matthew? We've booked our place in, uh, to Wembley again. I know it's, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. And now the, the takeover's gone through. It, it feels like we've had a bit of a lift already. Like, and I know we're, we're away from home on Saturday, but let's say fans could go. That away end would be bouncing, wouldn't it? And you'd be feeling that already. And hopefully in terms of short term, Obviously, we can't use the takeover to sign any players at the minute, but hopefully, it's just gonna bleed into the the first team squad, into the into the management and, and the first team management and, and things like that, and just give us that little boost because we need to put a run, run together at the moment, don't we? Yeah, well, I think the the club of there's been three really good things happened this week to the club, <laughs> and I think beating. Doncaster on Saturday in a game where it was really, I think before, well, me and Craig last week predicted us both to lose that game. I know I do it because it's funny, but I did genuinely <laughs> think that, we, yeah, that yeah. we would lose that game. And then obviously winning last night when <laughs> I'd uh, tweeted that it was appalling and we didn't deserve it. But there's a theme development here, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to write off the new owner, Matthew? Oh well, we'll give him, you know, give him, give him time, um, <laughs> a week or so. A week. Um, and then obviously winning that last night, having I know we'll come on to the game, but despite not really playing very well at all, um, and then obviously this announcement today, <clears throat> it feels like over the course of a week we'd support a completely different <laughs> football club. It's like, yeah. it's mad, really, and that's obviously the sport that we're in, and. In particular, the the football club that we happen to support, no more fo- like no other football club really 
does things like this and <laughs> you're like you're just you're sitting at work this afternoon you got a i think richard you put a, a text in the, the group chat um because i like we've both been doing it over the past few weeks saying it's it's confirmed and then posting a the link to some company that's been taken over in united in america and it's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> and i was like oh shit no it has actually actually happened and it's nice to see a couple of good things that's happening to to the well hopefully very good things happening to the to the football club which has been so shit and desperate and well, at times embarrassing um over the last few years so it feels like a, it's all very you know the last time was a new era and it was a new era in terms of we were off the back of an ownership that had gone sour had gone south we'd been relegated twice but it was a new era in that we needed to steady. We needed to consolidate and get promoted at all costs. And obviously we didn't do that. Now it feels like a new era where this fella's got loads of money. Um, we were at a point where basically we couldn't, we couldn't get any worse from where we were a few weeks. Like, you know, the last couple of years have been appalling and everyone that's still here, it's commendable really that, that, that we've still got the, the fan base, I know the fans can't go in at the minute, but there'd still be 25,000 people in there watching us lose at home to Burton. And I think to to still have that is quite remarkable. And it really does feel like the dawn of a new era this time. I think everything's in place. As Richard said, you don't want to give Madrox much credit at all, but everything's in place to to go for it, to kick on. And, and it, like, just don't mess this one up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is a once that's... in a generation thing that happened. Like a billionaire coming in and taking over, and genuinely seems to be interested in it rather than it just being a toy. And it's a once in a generation thing that happened. Like, don't fuck this up. Like, that's like... kind of the mood at the minute as well, isn't it? Everyone, because you know, we all got a bit sort of carried away and bought into into Mad Rocks, and we we know how that how that went. Everyone does seem, everyone's enjoying it at the minute, but everyone is exercising a bit of caution as well, which is totally understandable after we've been burnt so much. You know, you go even further back to the Ellis Shaw era, the way, you know, that ended with us getting relegated into League One. Madrox has ended with us still in League One, arguably on the pitch at least, probably with a, a weaker squad than, than when we came down here. So everyone is tempering it a little bit which is actually i think quite reassuring to see mm-hmm. it seems like as a as a fan base we've all sort of i don't want to say learned because that sounds that sounds patronizing that's no. not exactly what i mean but we won't get the piss taken out of us this time yeah. feel, feels like the vibe and i think yeah. that's really really important and I, I know on the reaction pod richard that went out earlier today you did allude to that and you know people questioning the ownership should never, you know, people should never have a go of that. I probably butchered the way you delivered it there, so apologies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that to, to, to hear that were delivered more eloquently. But that is, I think most fans would agree with that. They've seen how that goes firsthand when you just buy into something blindly. And I'm not saying let's not get ex- excited, far from it. That there's reason to be for the reasons we've already outlined. But I think, and I think Drifts will, Lou Drifts will know this, that the fans will have an eye on them and there needs to be no leaks coming out the club or information getting drip fed out like we've seen in the past. You know, we've seen it with other takeovers as well that have been mooted here. 
everything ran smoothly, professionally, a sleek operation on and off the pitch and not taking the piss out of fans, not going out and getting yourself recorded saying Roy Keane will be here in a heartbeat if the manager doesn't <laughs> up his game. You know, there's, there's a, the list is quite endless of the daft, embarrassing things that, that Mad Rocks have done. And I feel like Louis Dreyfus will be aware of that and haven't been around football for, for so long at that ownership level. He he won't be doing that. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot of reason to be, to be optimistic, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just it just feels like you know this this guy will know what he's doing, and if he doesn't know what he's doing, he's going to get people around him that do know what they're doing. Yeah, not not his mates, not someone he's met down a social, not someone he's met on a Sunday afternoon while down the pub. You know, some fella from Eastley. He's going to have people who are at the top of the tree for knowing what they're doing, and. And I think um, in the um, the athletic article that that uh, Philip uh, Buckingham did earlier in the week, uh, Gareth was quoted in it saying that the difference is that these guy this the Kirill Louis, Louis Dreyfus is coming in and and making money is not the main thing. It might be a byproduct somewhere down the line, and you know, fair play if that's the case. But he's not coming in to flip the club like Mad Rocks yeah. have, and that's that's a that's a massive difference. You know, well, that, yeah, that's that. That is a good point, Richard. Because as much as we have more assurances about Louis Dreyfus having money, like unlike the previous ownership, he doesn't need to make. He doesn't need the club to get promoted so he can then flip it, can he? Like he's mm. you're pretty assured that on that front that he's only here to do a good job for the football club because that's the only thing in it for him really, isn't it? A, a prize thing or, you know, maybe a some nice time. a nice yeah. time. Some might say a bit of an ego thing, but, you know, he's got enough money. He doesn't need to make money off Sunderland Football Club. He doesn't need to go into the colliery tavern before games to get his kicks and stuff like that. I mean, fair enough if he wants to. Right? I'm not going to knock him for it, but... No, you should go to the harbour. <laughs> well, yeah, you should go to the harbour. No, that's after a game. After, after the game. After the game, before, before a game's fine as well. They put a bus on as well, if you're listening. You go to the cliff, to be fair. Um, yeah, you could go to the cliff. Um, you the bus from the cliff. I was going to say Fitzies as well, but I think that's I think that's. He can gone. pay for the bus for all of us. Well, that's exactly. Good. He could buy a bus. Hire could a driver. Get Phil Parkinson to drive us. Get him. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, what Richard. What did you say? No, I was, I was just just musing on Fitzgeralds. I think they're back because they've been uh, they've been taken over. Oh, they've been taken. Is a Kirill Louis Dreyfus taken over? Whoa, Mad Rocks. <laughs> Actually, I remember seeing the Drummerville lads in um in Fitzgeralds once as well. So you know, there's a theme there. You know, again, if you're listening, Kirill, I highly doubt that you are. But you know, go Great to Fitzgeralds when it's real. I know, terrifying if he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no, I would yeah. be best friends with him soon when he moves to Roker. I mean, he's he's our well, I've seen he's our age. I think he's about five years younger than than me, Matthew, which makes him six years younger than you and Richard's. Yeah. That Richard, that's yeah, thousands, yeah. thousands younger I'm than you. Of course, Dad. Yes, Roy, but mentally, yeah, men- mentally, yeah. I mean, yeah. it would be a scandal if I was his dad because you know that would be a fourteen-year-old father, but. I'm old enough right. to be his dad. But it's possible. Is, yeah, it's is, possible. Is it's math- it's mathematically Mathematically possible. <laughs> Much well, like just, promotion, although. You're just giving away the... some really intimate details, Richard, about your adolescence there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on very quickly from that. Um, do we have anything more to add on the takeover, lads? Um, it, it feels a bit weird, doesn't it, But it getting announced today? I don't know if anyone else thought felt a bit like, just kind of like, oh, all right then, because we've had... Ah, sound. 
we had like the announcement on Christmas Eve, didn't we? And we had reports before that. And obviously we've been seeing Kirill Louis-Dreyfus at the last three games. So it was it was kind of just expected. So it was just like, I just tweeted, this is nice when it came out because that's kind of the vibe, wasn't it? Like we, yeah. the, the, the big announcement was Christmas Eve. That was the like, oh, get the cans up. And now it's just like, oh, 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 lovely. It's like getting a hot bath, I would say. Oh, I love baths. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if we can be sponsored by baths. But yeah. Um, the, what I would say is, from a personal point of view, um, the last five years or so, uh, supporting the club's been at times an absolute chore. And as much as it's been a a laugh and, oh, it's funny at times and whatever, and I'm laughing about us finishing eighth in League One, yeah, like it's completely unacceptable what's going on before this and not just Madrox, not just the League One season, the latter stages of the Premier League seasons, the championship shoot season was an absolute embarrassment. We look back and laugh at it, laugh at it now, but it was appalling. Yeah. And we were a laughing stock. We were the football club that the whole country laughed at. And as much as I've taken it on board and thought, let's laugh along and it's funny, it's not funny. It wasn't funny, really. Um, I'm sick of being the butt of football accumulators jokes on Twitter and lad Bibles jokes on Twitter. Um, And I like to think now that this announcement today stops all of that, stops us being, stops people laughing at the football club that we support. We can laugh at it. It's funny. We can laugh at it and that's fine. I'm sick of people with... Wilfred Zahar is their Twitter profile picture, laughing at Sunderland and quote-tweeting things, saying, oh, isn't it hilarious that five years ago they beat, I don't know, Chelsea, and now they're losing at home to Burton Albion. I'm sick of that, and everybody should be sick of that, and that shouldn't happen now. So Yeah, this is a, this is a big chance. I, I couldn't have put it better. There's that, yeah. This is a big chance to restore the pride and you know there might be clubs laughing saying what does he want to buy them for but I tell you what there's probably a, quite a significant number of clubs in the division two divisions above us namely one about 13 miles away who would kill to have that change of ownership with that owner coming in today so you know Indeed. like like we say let's let's be cautiously optimistic we've been burnt before but there's no reason to think that at last things can only get better We'll go to a quick break there. When we come back, we'll talk about the sem- the glorious win in the semi-final and how we're all off to Wembley. Well, not we're all not off to Wembley again. The players are off to Wembley again. And, you know, we might actually look ahead to the game against Burton on Saturday. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Kevin Kyle, and you're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look back at our fantastic penalty shootout win over Lincoln City, we would like to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk. I wish I could be saying get yourself kitted out so you look good on Wembley Way, but unfortunately, we're not going to be there to roll the lads on in the Papa John's Trophy Cup final. But I'm sure we're all going to be trying to recreate the Wembley experience in our various homes or within our various support bubbles. So get some from the terraces gear, use the discount code WMS10 because if we were going to Wembley lads like you get dressed for the occasion don't you like you make sure you've got your best your best gear on your best clobber and there's nothing better IMO than some lovely from the terraces.co.uk apparel I do agree strongly with this um no you know you're at that time well what is it three weeks time you'd be you'd be approaching that time of year where you know, outfit choice can be complicated. You, yes. you don't know whether do I wear a jacket, do I wear a do I wear a sweatshirt and no jacket, but then if it rains, I'm in trouble. Yeah, you the know, big so coat the big coat is like it's a rotation player at the minute, isn't it? It's, it's not it's like it's going away soon. It's going out on loan. <laughs> it's gone, <laughs> gone out on loan to Australia. <laughs> till yeah, to you know, till about October. And then I just about making the house uh, you know, Wembley thing. I'm looking into getting a sort of contracting roof like a roof that sort of opens a bit so i can yes. watch uh, if it rains i'll close the roof <laughs> um, how many stuff. people try to climb the arch well i think i think one person who'll be trying to do it but you know we don't want to get anyone in bother so we won't name names but um he might very well be wearing some from the terraces gear and he might very well use the discount code wms10 to get yourself over to from the uk. and we got to wembley lads because, as we keep mentioning, that penalty shootout victory over Lincoln City, <laughs> quite a strange game, wasn't it? A semi-final. It was a terrible left. game. <laughs> it didn't feel like a semi-final, did it, Matthew? Like, oh. a lot of games, a lot of big games, I'm not, like, comparing it to, like, the big games in the Premier League or anything, because <laughs> it's, it's better than them, obviously. But a lot of them, like, do feel quite a bit flat, don't they? And there was a lack of intensity there. We are quite poor, for about the first 70 minutes until Lincoln scored. And then we looked excellent, didn't we? Like, we were worth yeah. the win for that last 20 minutes. Yeah, we well, am. Yeah. I think they'd be disappointed, really, that they didn't go on and win it in... Obviously, it doesn't matter now, but I think we were like... We should have won that. Because Lincoln were, you know, probably the better side for 70 minutes, but they didn't really... Like, we weren't really threatened, were they? No. Like, in terms of... like, I know the goal was... Goal was it was the defending was poor. I know it was our throwing, but it was the defending was unacceptable. Really, um, none of this matters, of course. But we didn't <laughs> we didn't get going at all. I'm being far too serious here. We didn't get <laughs> we didn't get going at all, really, until like you say, until they scored, and it almost was like a kick up the arse that we needed. And it was a great what? It was a lovely, lovely header. That was lovely. Like, was 
Incredible. I compared his um, header, I think it was on the reaction pod after the game, and we beat Shrewsbury to a Niall Quinn-style header. That was a Niall Quinn-style header as well. You know, the 2-1 in the rain where he sort of like, I know Mm -hmm. the angle wasn't the same, but very similar style, getting sort of crouching down almost and flicking it to the far corner. No keepers saving that, and and the White and McGeady connection yet again, lads, like... Surely all League One defences are quaking in their boots at the minute with with the superior Harry Kane and Song Hyung Min coming at them. <laughs> it's great. Well, I love it's, it. it's class, isn't it? I think, you know, when when we've been down here, the expectation of us is to win every game. And if we don't win every game, if we don't win against a Lincoln or a Shrewsbury or a Gillingham, everyone's looking at us from, from afar going, oh, well, they've messed up again. But if we win a game, they go, oh, well, that's what they should be doing. And I think that's what a lot of the kind of, you know, you see Quest when they're reporting on us, they're kind of, they never give us any any real credit because it's we're doing the bare minimum. So what we need to be doing is exceeding expectations or just taking a piss every week and having a player <laughs> scoring four goals from four assists from the same place from the same in the same way is fantastic. And then yeah, going, really going and doing... Five five and two games. It's great. I just love to see it. We need to be we need to be like going into these games. Now I I joked a couple of weeks ago saying we need to be going uh, when we when we when we went to plough lane for the first time. We need to be ripping the place apart and completely taking a piss. And I meant I meant it figuratively. I think we should be doing that. We should be really leaving a mark on places and just swaggering our way through. You know, I heard an anecdote a couple of years ago when when we when we first came down and and oh they were a lovely team they cleaned up afterwards and everything and I don't want to hear that <laughs> I want to I want to hear them saying they've they've damaged they've they've, they've left a shit in the middle of the shower room and that's all I want to be hearing and no, we, we, we need to be doing on the pitch as well didn't Not come back Richard <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want like but we need to be want, taking yeah. the mick and just Agree? like swaggering our way through games and and two players being. A, a key partnership and scoring four goals it's 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 a great start well you say swagging our way through games let's give a bit of credit to lee johnson because the substitutions looked a bit strange where he just threw them off well i think i think <laughs> to be fair matthew we all raised an eyebrow cost it was a bit steve bruce just thrown on all your attackers you know but jack diamond and chris Maguire really helped change things when they came on and lincoln just couldn't deal with that amount of attacking quality and we've spoke at length before about how the depth in our squad will really really be an advantage especially with being able to make five substitutions and it really showed in this game it opened up a bit more space for for Aidan McGeady as well like at at times like if you're having to watch Aidan McGeady, Jack Diamond and Chris Maguire most teams in League One don't even have one player of of that level of quality Maguire's barely been getting a kick at the minute it just shows like I say, the the depth is is ridiculously strong here. He wasn't even in the squad on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and then you've got Jordan Jones on. can't even get on despite being stripped for ages. That's funny, that. Really, it was really funny. It was really mugged off. <laughs> but they really did help change the game, and we we looked a different, a massively different side. Um, White obviously having two quite decent chances just before he scored, but at the opposite end of the pitch, no centre halves, no centre halves, but all our attacking players <laughs> on, and but it, one it, midfielder. <laughs> but it oddly worked, didn't it? That that's it. I mean, that's that's another that's another instalment in us taking the piss, winning games with with one fit centre half, fantastic. And now we've got no centre halves. It's even better. 
We can it is funny, like ridiculous formation, and just concentrate on on attack. <laughs> Don't worry about defense. We'll be fine. But, but that's no, oh, sorry, Matthew. No, no, no. I but I agree. That's what we should do. Like the teams we play in this division are rubbish. Like we're playing Burton on Saturday. Hello. <laughs> We're playing them on Saturday, and it's like they—they're they're just a terrible football team. Like they're mm. awful. You say and that, and we keep no, but they are. Though. Richard, like Richard, like well, I they are. Keep, but they've—they've they've got some kind of yeah. So we keep losing on this us. team, but they're awful. Like they're just rubbish, and we lose to these teams because we're that. Like in the past, we've—we've we've just been so pedestrian and like respectful of these teams and it's yeah. what you goes back to what you said before I don't want to, we shouldn't be respect we shouldn't even we shouldn't be playing these teams to be honest to be brutally honest we shouldn't be playing these pathetic little teams that we are and we shouldn't be fucking losing to them at home especially <laughs> like losing to Burton at home last season is Christ we do, they do seem to have. We got relegated by Burton Albion, and this all comes back to what I said before. Like this needs to stop now. This all just being shit generally needs to stop. These teams are terrible. They're just awful. They're just pub teams, and we we need it. We need the arrogance to come. We need to show the arrogance we showed against Doncaster. To an like you're right with the changes last night against Lincoln, just putting just some players on because they're well. We need to score a goal, so I'll just put eight attackers on the pitch. Just do that. Don't worry. You don't need tactics to beat these teams. Yeah, and John Johnson does seem to, you know, to give him credit. It doesn't always work, you know, but you look at his sort of 4-2-4 formation he's played. He wants to get as much attacking quality on the pitch at once, and he kind of wants to do that, doesn't he? He wants to just blow teams away. Look, when we beat Lincoln 4-0, they had two really good chances, but we won 4-0. So yeah, you yeah. might get a, you might get a couple of lads, but we'll get you know we'll get four. Like that seems to be yeah, what. Done it, yeah, exactly. We've done it's, it before. Like yeah, sorry. No, no. It's, I was just going to say it, it's just getting that belief there, yeah, isn't it? And right. that slowly seems there. it slowly seems to be to be coming together on and on it, that and front. It needs to stay because we've had it before. Like um, we did. We'll, we'll, we've been over this before, I'm sure. But Jack Ross had it. Yeah. An element of it. We'd be three 0 up at half time. The game's won. Scunthorpe. Mm. It's, it's done. It's done. It's, it's done. done. <laughs> um, Parkinson to an extent. You know, a couple of games. There was a, a period of time where we were three 0 up against Lincoln at half time. Then it was Wickham at half time. Rochdale. So the games are won after twenty minutes, and then it stops. Mm-hmm. For something will happen, and it'll put some doubt in the manager's mind. We need this. Can't stop. We need to. Yeah. Well, that's. I that's understand the... if. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's the key thing. It's it's sustaining it. And, but you mentioned Jack Ross. That that started at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and it really people say it went by. You know, after the Checker Trade final, which is true, but it was kind of slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we weren't losing or anything like that, but there the wasn't. It was after it was Josh Madger leaving, really, where it the was. momentum went there. Phil Parkinson. You know, we did have that period in sort of January, but again, just before the lockdown, we lost to Bristol Rovers. That's it. it we drew. It. We drew with Gillingham, but yeah. now are we hitting that at the right time? Because what yeah. the key thing looks to be in this division this season is just stay in contention, be there to put your run together. We're seventh at the minute because of um, Accrington winning last night, which feels like ridiculous to say, but you know we are where we are. <laughs> but Hull keep losing games, like 
Doncaster and Peterborough, like we turned over Doncaster. Doncaster Peterborough seemed to be like, in a row. Uh, sorry, Doncaster yeah, they, lost three in a row. Sorry. Yeah. And Peterborough seemed to be fairly dependable, but Portsmouth lost to Bristol Rovers, I think, in yeah. midweek. Teams do drop points. If anyone who is consistent, or two teams rather, who are fairly consistent, will go up automatically, as long as you're relatively in touch like we are. So hopefully this is the start of us getting that what Jack Ross did at the beginning of that first season or what Phil Parkinson got sort of January, February last season. And and maybe, you know, last night is is a key part of that. Winning on penalties, looking like, you know, at 1-0, we were all like, oh, well, you know, we, it's not like we can go anywhere to, yeah. to Wembley. So, you know, maybe it's not the end of the world. But then by the time the penalties came around, I was like proper nervous. Like I was oh. a bit like like edgy about it. Like, but that's that's what it does, and that's all about ties into the takeover thing as well. Like getting that personal reinvestment back in the club again. Um, and it was nice to see what it what it meant to a lot of the players last night as well. Like McGeady, especially his celebrations yeah. were, were something, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't know whether he was being like kind of overly enthusiastic. I thought this. I thought he was taking the piss. Yeah. Oh, fair point. Fair know. point. Maybe. Well, then I'm like, no, nah, because like you see the full. I think when you see stills of it, it's like, yeah, maybe. Like, but it was like when he first ran over the huddle and he was like throwing his arms around <laughs> and like jumping. All the other players were like, oh yeah, so he's jumping on everyone's back. And maybe it, I was, it was great to see because obviously it must be. I think as we've said this a few times, but it must have been awful for him and to be to be made out of it to be this arsehole basically that, that everyone hated and yeah. he's like the best player in the division and it's mental <laughs> over this like but it, it's criminal <laughs> Phil Parkinson just ostracised him from the club it's it's insane when you look at it now um, but I, it was nice to see him but like he, you know this fellow's played in a played in the Champions League he's played in the Premier League for Everton um, and he's got the final of a a trophy named after a pizza, and he's like, he's, he's buzzing, isn't he? He well, just loves it. He just loves Charlie White. Thought, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Well, like I say, <laughs> they are the Harry. They are the better version of Harry Kane and Son, young men. But you know, it's for Aidan McGeady, maybe it's a sort of last chance at Wembley. Like, even if it is just the the Papa John's trophy, you know, he scored two goals in the final. There, he is the type of player who I think would be thinking, well, I've got to go there and win it now. Grant Ledbetter, he's spoken about the fact that he's, you know, he went, he was, he played at Wembley twice with us in the Checker Trade final and in the playoff final, lost them both. He lost with Middlesbrough there yeah. in the playoff final. Yeah, he was un- probably at the playoff final that we lost in 1998. <laughs> yeah, he's probably a ball boy <laughs> was, or something. Basically, it's his fault is what but we're there's, saying. there's an unfinished business thing there yeah. with them, I think. And Definitely. then even, you know, there's other players in that squad as well. Power, or nine, White, Maguire were in that, you know, they were there for those two defeats as well. And, even not necessarily for those senior players like Ledbetter and McGeady who've maybe got a, a last chance sort of thing to go and win at Wembley. But, you know, Charlie White, the form he's in, he could be thinking, I can guess, I can score for Sunderland at Wembley. That's not a long list, the players who've scored no. in finals for Sunderland at Wembley. You know, that's what I mentioned McGeady, Quinn and Phillips, Nicky Summerby, Barini. Barini, Ian Porterfield, obviously, um, Rich Carter, Bobby Gurney. Um, thousands ago, that though, like thousands, yeah. Mickey Loffel probably fill us in on on what the third who who scored the third one in in thirty seven. <laughs> um, but you know that's not a it long. Was Gary Foster, 
I might have been Gary Foster. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he was only 16 at the time. Well, I don't oh, think he'd have been there. But the list of players who've scored in wins for Sunderland at Wembley is <laughs> even shorter. Like, <laughs> so people say, well, it's just the Papa Johns and everything, but we, we're going on about this being, you know, with the new ownership, uh, it's the chance to be the start of something. And winning something is, you know, even if it is just the AFL trophy, that's the chance to do that. And if, you know, if Charlie White at the end of his career can say, I scored in a final for Sunderland at Wembley and the won something, not yeah. many players have done that. And, you know, if we kick on and do something there and, you know, if there's young lads in there, Jack Diamond or, you know, Shame Denver Hugh might not necessarily be fit, but there's a lot of, for these players, even though there's not going to be fans there, it's still a big occasion for them, isn't it? It's and, and, and fair play to them. They, they've got every right to go out there, enjoy and, and celebrate the win like they did last night. No, it is. Like, I've, I've a bone to pick, really, with the attitude towards the competition. Like, cause, all right. All right, yeah. Because, no, like, uh, listen, look, listen, right, I'm being serious tonight. Nothing this. <laughs> wow, listeners, you can't say that. I've never seen Matthew's face so serious. No, Kept quiet but... about this. <laughs> I, I've not said anything. I've not said anything. But I've when you disrespect tongue, a man like Papa John, <laughs> bit me tongue, right? Till now. No, just generally, though, like we can't in this competition, it, it's like, oh, well, it's embarrassing. Right. Well, it was embarrassing. See, it was embarrassing for us to go out of it when we lost 3 0 at Scunthorpe last yeah. year. But now it's embarrassing to be in the final. Right. So, what is it then? Because. Why do you not want to win it? Like what? Why do you, it's one? It's hilarious that we're going to win this competition. We're going to have a, a bronze pizza in the trophy cabinet if we win this. But <laughs> it's not even like silver. Yeah. Uh, why do you want to? Why like? Why do you want to lose football matches to get out of the competition? Yeah. I've now I've don't understand that logic at all. I don't care what competition we're in. Like what? Like League Two to like Walsall playing like the Central Cup. Like and they play the first thing, you know, like they play there are other competitions that go on and winning breeds confidence and mm-hmm. winning football matches is winning football matches. Absolutely. Why do you not want to win this competition? If we're not gonna win the FA Cup anytime, so why do you not want to win this competition? Oh, give like, it a couple of you years. didn't not want to win it when we went to Wembley, did you? Like with eighty five thousand people there. You didn't not want to win it then. It wasn't embarrassing then, was it? So it's not embarrassing now. No, absolutely not. I agree. And that's why, um, you know, the only sort of thing that makes it bittersweet is that we can't go because, you know, I tweeted to this effect, like we're recording on Thursday. Today would have been the day where you'd have been like looking at what trains you were going to get where you're going to stay, you're chatting with people saying like, oh, are you, are you going down for like the Saturday night as well? Or like, are you doing like two nights or one? You'd be you'd be looking at the, the seat map on Wembley, like picking which block yeah. you want to see. And that's like all part of it. And then you've got the weekend itself. I'm not going to be set A now. Thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which what, part? Of... What seat am I going to sit in on my set A? I've got like, it's kind of good. The view from your seat is quite good though, to be fair. Is it, mate? I'll, is I'll it? tweet it later. Should... Like, there's two angles. And I have it like this side. <laughs> Oh, that side. <laughs> it's really impressive, to be fair. But then you get to, like, as well, the weekend itself. Like, it's it's your train journey down, like, probably getting, like, drunker than you should during that. Yeah, <laughs> like, making yourself a write-off. Trafalgar Square, obviously, that's been the big thing when we've got to Wembley more recently. And then getting that walk up Wembley Way and seeing a sea of red and white. Like, that's an emotional thing. You, at these things, you meet up with loads of different mates who maybe you only see, like, once or twice a year, maybe you only see them at these kind of occasions. And it's just another stark reminder that 
Jesus Christ, we need to be back in stadium soon because these occasions are, even if it is just the Pat John's trophy, it's what you go for, isn't it? Like the lads no, coming out of Wembley, chorus of wise men say, "There's no matter what competition it is, there's not much better than that, is there? I was playing FIFA the other day. And um, <laughs> I mean, it was, I was playing uh, Sunderland and the uh, the red flag, the, the crowd started, sing, started singing the red flag and I hadn't heard it for ages. And I was just like, oh, I've missed this. And it was a, it was a, it was a, like, a digital file <laughs> fans singing a song That's but I, I, it just brought everything back well, it is completely <laughs> pathetic well, just, I, was, I said it on Twitter a couple of weeks ago I, uh, I, there's, a, there's a food van that parks next to the Asda near where I live and I walked past it and I could smell onions and I just thought oh, it's like walking through sheep folds again oh, just the smell of onions Whoa. ridiculous have you ever heard, Richard? I've got you... some onions. I can give you some onions, Richard, if you want. If onions. you fry them up, I'll think I'm at the match again. <laughs> you might have, you might have heard this, Richard. Um, Ellis James, obviously the comedian and, and broadcaster, always says his favourite smell is the combination of fried onions, lager, tabs, and urine because it yeah. smells like a football ground it's and a, like it's a heady mix. You either you either understand that, don't you, or like you would think it's absolutely disgusting. But like I remember like hearing him say that, and I was like, oh yes, yes. And like I was like, I would give anything to smell a mixture of tabs and urine right now. (laughs) I wish soon, lads. Well, soon, but not soon enough. Delay, delay the final. Delay until we can all go. Well, no, just open everything. Oh, just open it. All right, okay. I've had some thoughts about the checker trade, and it's not called the checker trade. It's not the checker trade. It's my point. I've had some thoughts about the pizza cup. Give us your thoughts, please. What they're going to do to make the final a little bit more pizzery and interesting. All right. So I think, like, for a kickoff, like, well, the the pitch is green, isn't it? Well, pizzas aren't green. No, no. <laughs> so you dye the pitch red, it's like you know, you've got your tomato base. Yeah, yeah, okay. You cut the pitch into eight segments. <laughs> or well, should you make the pitch circular rather you, than rectangle? Well, or you could play the match in eight segments. You could divide somehow divide ninety by eight. I don't know if that divides. Chris Weatherspoon. Chris Weatherspoon. Yeah. Um, but then sort of, so you've got like your red pitch, mm-hmm. tomato pitch. Mm-hmm. You've got your you divided time and the, the slices of the match. You, you could you could call them if if you will. I like an egg on a pizza, so the big the center circle turns into a big you know baked egg, giant egg, yeah, giant egg. And then around the side, you could like stuff cheese behind the advertising. Oh, I like crust. that. Stuff I like crust. that. Steve Evans would love that as well. He would. Yeah. He'd eat his way through that, wouldn't he? He yeah. absolutely would. So I think I've, that's they're just early Could, work. I've got, I'm gonna have but, some but, more of these. Okay, may week. I offer a, a suggestion to this? In yeah, that absolutely. You obviously, if you're ordering from your Papa John's, your, your Domino's, your local pizza shop as well. Other pizza shops are available. You, you <laughs> obviously, you Lagano's. No, you're not ordering from Lagano's, Matthew. No one wants, no one wants to order from Lagano again, Matthew. Giving away where we live too much, like we always All do. Right. We always do on another podcast. But right. listen to that. Yeah, listen to that from Terrace Podcast. Um, you're getting sides as well. Obviously, you're not just getting a pizza. Okay. So should you have? Should we have some little? I don't know, five aside games going That's on, or someone idea. playing FIFA perhaps to accompany okay. this. That's like your garlic bread, your wedges, etc. Yeah, Me, I'll be playing FIFA in the corner, wiping away a solitary <laughs> tear when I hear the red flag. You could have like the corner, the corner, what is it? 
corner segment Flag. where you take a corner from. Ah, the yeah, the, like yeah, the full D. of garlic dip. Ooh, oh yes, you do need the garlic dip. Although Pat John's garlic dip isn't the best. I've only had a Pat I've John's never once. Had a Pat I've never had a Pat the John's. I've, I've had one had. once, but I think I'm going to get another one tomorrow because it feels appropriate. Hey, have you ever had a Pat the John's pizza? Matthew's just asking yeah, his wife she if she's it. ever had Is one. It, nice? oh. it pops up they're when I just eat. Right, they're all right. It's a bit of a stretch for it to come like to see him from from Newcastle Road. Yeah, well, that's that one's quite close to well, me. My that's literally from, is from. called John. So, uh, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Um, well, if you've got any suggestions for um, the the piece of trophy that Matthew could read out, do tweet us at Wiseman <laughs> Say Pod because obviously we'll have the preview pod to do before the Uh-oh. before the final itself. So more suggestions would be helpful. And we've been going in nearly an hour, lads, and we've not actually talked about the game that's happening I'm not this interested weekend. In that. I'm because only interested been, in the Papa John's trophy. There's been well, agree. There's been so much that's happening. Um, um, a quick bit of crack on Burton. Um, they're bottom, but only three points from safety. And they have two games in hand on the rest of the bottom four. So perhaps a bit of a false position, especially when you factor in they've won their last two games against Northampton. They, yeah. they did beat Hull, yeah, and they beat Northampton after that in a bit of a relegation six-pointer. So in good form, our, our bogey team, lads, are we in? have we got a bit of a pizza hangover, a bit of a carb hangover going into this game after the heights of our semi-final win on, uh, on Wednesday night? Anyone a bit worried of the Brewers? I mean, we shouldn't be. <laughs> no, but it, we never should. Doing, we never should be, doing, Richard. But we lost to Shrewsbury just over a week ago. I know, exactly. Exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I think the the main concern for me is, and it shouldn't be, but it's it's defence. Um, so as I say, just not focus on defence and just put everything into attack and just just aim to go like four nil up ten minutes in, and then you don't worry about the defence. You don't well, worry might about be. Lee Burge being on his on his calamitous. Uh, form, you know, you don't have to worry about that if we're four 0 up. Well, he might be forced to, given Bailey Wright's fifty-fifty after going off in uh, in the midweek oh, game yeah. against Lincoln, and yeah. we ended that game obviously with no centre halves. I don't know if Tom Flanagan Flanagan will be fit. Dion Sanderson obviously will be able to come back. He only played because he was yeah. ineligible, but he might be forced to put the emphasis on attack. To be fair, exactly. And well, we'll I think McLaughlin's back as well, isn't he? Yeah, so he'd probably end up centre-half if... Um, I don't want all nine centre-half in the league game. No, he, 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 there was one in... power at right back and... Well, after like 10 seconds, they ran into each other. Did you see that? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was really good. And the, But there was the one in the second half quite late in the game where all nine was coming to try and sort of, well, challenge their forward. And as soon as all nine was coming towards, I was like, he's getting past him easily. Yeah. And he did and squared it. And the lad probably should have done better with the shot. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Yeah, not... I don't not, want him sent a half thing no. in the league. Well, no, one of him is... I just... Yeah, I've, like, he shouldn't be there. Like, we'd, I'd rather... There's other players I'd rather shoehorn in centre-half yeah, exactly. than him. Like, he's quite effective further up the pitch. Well, yeah, the midfield uh, three against Donk has to work quite well. And even if Power has to go right back, I'm fine with Ledbetter going in the Holden role. Yeah. I think Scowan looks better in a midfield three. Um, he looked a lot better recently, Scowan, to be yeah, fair, since yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we did a character assassination of him, didn't we? And I mean, he deserved that. Well, no, he, he had been terrible, but, you know, maybe he listened and he's had a, a much-needed yeah, kick up the arse. Sad. <laughs> sad sad Josh scorn. like skulking about them. <laughs> what are they like me now? Doing my best. 
Hey, Carl Winchester might come back in no matter. Well, we are, of course. There. We would. The, the matchday squad would be lucky to have Carl <laughs> Winchester. But we speak about the defence, um, you know, and leaving Lee Burge to it, Richard. You, you, you sort of said they're not worrying about that. Two penalty saves in his last game. Very unlucky with the first penalty. What he nearly mm. saved in very similar fashion to the first penalty against Doncaster, the first penalty Lincoln took, um, and got close to another couple as well. Um, that's actually sorry to go back on ourselves. That was. Did anyone else think the quality of the penalty shootout was actually? Quite poor for a large yeah, part. A few of them squirmed through, didn't they? Like, yeah, they did. Or nine's penalty wasn't well. wasn't oh, the best. M- Maguire's wasn't the best. No. Um, Powers was great. Powers, Powers was, was great. really good. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited for Max to lift the trophy. Like. <laughs> oh, I love Do the Max, Max lift. Do the Max lifts. <laughs> I love Max Power. But they had some. They had some as well. Lincoln. That um, I think one one bird should have done better with and. Obviously, he had the one that he tipped on the bar, um, but but yeah, it wasn't the. It could have easily been a Sunderland Man United in the uh, league. Did he Cup. save? Did he save it? Was that a save? No, I'm saying he came close to one, and one he should have, one he should have saved. I think. No, the one that hit, tipped it onto the, the bar. one that hit the bar. No, it just hit the bar. Oh, oh well, right. you just said he tipped it onto the bar, Rory. Oh, I'm saying the one he should have tipped. I thought. I'm, I'm, I think I meant should have tipped <laughs> he on the bar. Should have tipped it on. <laughs> well, no, the one, the one where he, where he caught it with his feet. Oh. That's what. Right, well, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. wait. <laughs> right, I think I think we're all losing it now. As, I've as had is, two cans of yeah, red beer. Yeah, I don't usually have a beer for the for the Thursday, oh, but well. it feels appropriate. I've also got a hilarious amount of beer in my house because of um, many deliveries coming at once, which I didn't expect, which is... There's also, next to my can, is multi-surface cleaner, which I'm not sure if my wife's placed there tactically for me. <laughs> And Richard, though, you're just on the Vimto, aren't you? No cans yeah. for you. No oh. cans for me. Oh, that's that's sad. boring. But, yeah. but are you going to be cheered up on Saturday when Sunderland travel to the Pirelli Stadium, if it's still called that? Um, oh, they're actually, sorry to, to, to sort of go on another tangent. There's an away game. I'm sad we can't go to because Burton away is, oh my God, one of the goat, as the kids would say away games loads of brew like you've got brew in there you've got loads of great pubs like terracing as well a funny little ground just oh fantastic um but richard are you going to be happy when you watch the game on saturday are you predicting a win for the new starting the new era at sunland is it going to start with a win yeah why not i'm going to go with the swagger and win we're going to swagger our way to four nil four nil four nil you always predict emphatic victories Richard, I do. on the preview podcast. I do, in the hope stupid. that one day it'll happen. And, you know, last week it did. So, I agree. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you, you shouldn't predict ridiculous things, Richard. It's just <laughs> stupid, to be honest. Yeah. It's unbecoming. It's just, it just it's, it doesn't suit you. Just, <laughs> um, it doesn't suit you. What a weird dig. <laughs> um, I think we'll get beat. Yeah. I think we'll lose two one. All right, okay. Is, I, I, is that your genuine prediction, or are you keeping up no, the psychology we'll that, you, that, <laughs> think, that, you, that well, you've gone for? No, because I said we'd, said we'd lose against. Uh, I think I, I don't know if we did a pod in it, but I said we'd lose against someone, and we did. So <laughs> I don't want to yeah, do that. Fair enough. Uh, fair no, enough. I think we'll win seven uh, nil, Richard. Yes, so I'll take you whatever you said and raise you with that. <laughs> All I'm, scored by. Uh, Ooh. Lee Burge. Lee Burge. Yeah, there we go. Oh no, six by Lee Burge, one for Conor McLaughlin. Um, I'm, go- I'm going for 3 1. Disallowed for him, Matthews. 
All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Three one for me. I don't know why. Just three one. I th- I feel like we'll concede. We might we might have a weird defence out, but you know, Wagon McGeady, the form they're in at the minutes, it's just scintillating, I would say. Um Richard, I've got Richard, I've got one more question. You made Oh, I've got of... a question for Richard. Oh, All right, just, well, I, I started my question there, so you keep yeah, yours, yeah, Matthew, yeah. because I, I can't cliffhanger mine, so to speak. Richard, are you making a tinfoil trophy? Because you made one for the Checker Trade final, so you, even though we can't go on, are you going to make one for the Papa John's trophy? Are you going to make a pizza themed even? I think I'm going to have to. I think I have to recreate it. I mean, there's there was issues with the original trophy. Uh, there's improvements I want to make, so this is an opportunity. Make a big pizza. Yeah, giant pizza slice, absolutely. Matthew, what was your question for Richard? My question, Richard, is a former a former journal. Um, what would your headline be for the last week uh, in the history of Sunderland Football Club? That's a bit of a that's that's massively putting us on the spot. There. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, funny, isn't it? That's someone asking a question because he's got an answer himself. I think I haven't. No, I well, oh, I, no, I, I no, genuinely. I've just thought of the question now, so I just wanted to make Richard squirm over um, what, how a, what a week. Ha, <laughs> how about something oh, about no. <laughs> how about something about Kirill wanting a piece of the action, maybe? I don't yeah. know. I'd probably like well, my headline tomorrow or at least like the, the little thing like the little kicker that you put in a caption would be nice one, Kirill. I know it's terrible, mm. but that's yeah, that's but that's the game. Well, I'll I tell pre- you what, Rory, I appreciate we'll ask, the huge we'll gap that you gave that <laughs> Yeah, we will. We'll ask Jay Foster Journal if he's got any contribution <laughs> there to make. Really, really appreciate you rolling out that uh, tumbleweed there at the end of <laughs> what I thought was quite a funny line, but it's fine. What was it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Richard. <laughs> I just... I just expect uh, that. Richard, to be honest, I'd rather have Watto. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's Mrs. Massive. Doyle when, uh, when Ted sings for her. It was catastrophic. And hey, I love Paris in the spring now, and that's what he sings as well. We're all off to Paris right now to go and have go and have a Chinzano with uh, Kieran Louis Drapers, and they'll fly us back. <laughs> After that, me and Matt will be back on Saturday to oh react to the emphatic victory over Burton Albion. Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday to look at that in a bit more detail. If you haven't already, go and listen to the Takeover Reaction Pod. That is Richard, uh, Gareth, and our regular finance in inverted commas expert yes. and any other people chris <laughs> weatherspoon doing yes. their doing their immediate Boring. take on the takeover so if you want maybe a bit more detail a bit more serious discussion than we did on the takeover go and listen to that but as ever thank you very much for listening <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.